0: Welcome to the very first episode of The Heat Check. We're back. New song. "Feel so good being bad, Rihanna. This song, this song is an encapsulation of what this podcast is going to be about, which is unfiltered all day, every day. I want to thank everyone who followed me from Barstool to Odyssey. And while I love doing this league, I could not be more excited to bring you The Heat Check three times a week. Our podcast is scheduled Monday nights, early Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Probably special episodes in between when necessary. Other news? I got myself a new producer, Brock. Brock is a sports media connoisseur, and he dresses like a ninja. Uh, do you want to say a few words, Brock?
1: Uh, thank you for for letting me say a few words. Yes, I do dress like a ninja. That's it just... Sweats, those those little sandals with the the, the toe cut out. Yep. But other than that, yes, very excited to be aboard and very excited for the show.
0: Fun, fun stuff. So first two episodes are going to be as follows. It's been a while since I've been doing anything for NBA Heat Check related podcasts. So what we're going to do is we're going to recap this insane offseason in a way. We're going to go Eastern Conference today. We're going to go Western Conference Monday. It's coming out Monday, so I'm getting on my time. So Monday, Eastern Conference, that's today. Wednesday, Western Conference, that's what we're doing. So we're going to preview them by most likely to make some noise and which ones are headed to the lottery. Somewhere between the Nets and everybody else, basically. <laughs> so let's, let's get into it. There's only one team in this category, the favorites is the brooklyn nets where do you even begin if you have been living under a rock you would know this the nets were one shoe length away from going to the finals well actually they were one shoe length away from going to trey young which then would have led to the finals but they are in more turmoil than almost any other team and and it doesn't fucking matter honestly it just doesn't matter (laughs) quick recap Kyrie won't get the vaccination since that we've last uh spoken New York has created a mandate where Kyrie has to be vaccinated in order to play in Barclays Arena. He will not do it because he's fighting for something bigger now outside of a championship with his team, which is what he's obligated to be competing for and focused on. But all of that to say, the Nets have said, fuck you until you get vaccinated. You are not with our team. You are not going to practice with us. You are not going to play halftime. We don't want a part time lover. We want a full time lover. So, listen, I get it. I get it, Steve Nash. I get it, James Harden. I get it, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, James Harden have not spoken to Kyrie Irving since this news has come about, which to me seems a little odd. Like, hey, homie, keep your head up talk to you soon nothing James is like I haven't spoken to Kyrie Kevin Durant's like I haven't spoken to Kyrie and then in the backdrop Kyrie has been you know off doing his Instagram lives in the middle of WNBA finals while James Harden and Kevin Durant are in Mykonos together vacationing so we know who are friends and who are not friends even without Kyrie though Nets are a monster so what happened this offseason? Wild turnover. They lost Jeff Green, Mike James, Tyler Johnson, DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie, Landry Shamet. Added Patty Mills, thank God, because they need another they need a point guard, obviously. The Nets knew that Kyrie was gonna be not available at some points during around this season. It happens every year for some reason. The reasons different every year, right. but the same thing happens every year. Kyrie missing time. They've added they've added sort of Lamarcus Aldridge. They brought him back after he had a health scare. James Johnson, Paul Millsap on a vet minimum. DeAndre Bembry on a vet minimum. Javon Carter and the electric Cam Thomas that they got in the fucking draft. He's going to make some noise. And Dayron Sharp. I mean, it's a good thing that they added depth because we know Nash is content to let KD just die out there. Right. He's just going to play as many minutes mm-hmm. as Steve Nash wants him to. He's not getting any breathers. Basically, it's halftime and nothing else. And that's why he airballed on the very last play of the game. KD carried the team down the stretch. I think he can stay healthy. I think also James Harden. James Harden was fat last year. Can we just say that? Like, he was fat. And that fat suit that he had on when he was getting himself out of Houston— Led to a hamstring injury, which has never happened in the entire course of his career. He has been an Iron Man. It's the very first year he was in turmoil. Listen, it's COVID. I get it. Like, you're eating. Everybody's eating. You know, you're not working out. Everybody's not working out. You know, you're Netflixing and chilling. You're on the Squid Game. I get it. It's pre, pre-Squid pre Game. You're on Tiger King. I get it. You know what I mean? So now he's back in shape. It's scary hours. they played together before. They've succeeded before. They also have former All-Stars in LaMarcus Aldridge. They have former All-Stars in Blake Griffin. He played great down the stretch. He can still dunk, surprisingly. He was playing possum to get himself out of Detroit. So, Joe Harris, we want to know, can Joe Harris shoot threes? Mm. Joe Harris is supposed to be pretty boy Joe. Can right. he shoot threes or not? Nah? All of that to say, really, folks, this team, if they can stay healthy, they are just going to dog walk the rest of the league, get a chip, probably get a few chips, and that's all. So all eyes on the Nets. If they're healthy, it's pretty much them stratospheres above everyone else. <laughs> In a category of their own, a below the Nets, right below, right cut, just a little baby cut, little below, little cut below, Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. Before I get started on how I feel that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be this season, I just want to say I'm sorry for slandering you. I'm sorry for Actually no I'm not. Actually that's a lie. I provided quite a bit of motivation for the city of Milwaukee and they got up. They played my little sons and four clip in Deer Park on the Megatron. Didn't know that until just the other day. Yes, apparently Brock, I am one of the most hated women in Milwaukee, which I mean, let's let's just say let's just I'm not going to slander the city of Milwaukee any more than I already have. Let's just say my energy is unique to Milwaukee. I think without Kyrie, this series goes seven again. Mm. Winner goes to the finals. And remember, you almost lost mm. to the Nets. You were a shoe print away. Bud would have gotten fired. Things would have changed. Right. You know, Giannis wouldn't have emerged into who Giannis became. And Giannis was tremendous. And, and Giannis also faked an injury. He, was, he did not have a hyperextended knee. He went to the school, the LeBron James School of Narrative Manipulation, and said, I am going to sit out a few games that I know I don't need to really play, get myself right for Phoenix, and then have the boom, boom, can Giannis come back. And he came back better than ever, somehow shooting free throws like Damian Lillard. Now he's what? He's created a new jump shot. If you looked at the jump shot before and the jump shot today, it's like, whole other thing. So if he can get some step back jays, continue to play out of his mind, Chris Middleton can be more consistent, Drew Holiday can be continue to be himself, then you win the chance to get bounced in six <laughs> against the Nets. That's <laughs> right. that's what you win. That's what you win. Kidding. Not really, actually. If if the Nets did not exist, this team would be this team would be exactly right. what the Nets are. They would be a Powerhouse. They would be the cut above the cut above, right? Right. But I mean, it's Kevin Durant's, James Harden's, a bunch of other guys, like that are taking minimum contracts. Like that's I
1: mean, reality. That's the reality.
0: way that the that's the way that the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. Um so this team lost. PJ loves some PJ Tucker. Mm -hmm. Lost Bryn Forbes, thank God. Lost Jeff Teague, thank God. One of the things that I did in the middle of the playoffs is I was like, the news, I got a little alert on my phone. The news that nobody wants, nobody asked for. Nobody wants to know. Jeff Teague is available to start for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Like nobody gives a fuck about Jeff Teague. He is trash. He is literally just has a relationship with Budenholzer, and like that's it. He played for that Atlanta team that won sixty games, and somehow Budenholzer still has these great feelings for him. He's trash. Thank God they got rid of him. Thank God they added George Hill. Not really sure that makes a difference. Rodney Hood. Mm. I had him on the Blazers. He's okay. He's an okay piece. Grayson Allen maybe gonna be most uh, most annoying Milwaukee Buck. Like most annoying, he's gonna get. He's gonna probably take the legs out of James Harden. Yeah. And James Harden might not play. Listen, I'm predicting he will do something dirty. He will do something dirty in the playoffs, like he did at Duke. The entire time he was there, and maybe someone will get injured. And you know what? It's a game of health, game of inches, as they know. So we'll have to see. So, I'm not hating. They deserve their chip. 50-piece Giannis is exactly what we want to see. If Giannis can be unstoppable, this team should fly to the Eastern Conference Finals. The problem is, actually, they're going to chase wins, and the Nets will not, so they might actually meet earlier than the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I do like them. I like them a lot. And they won't even make it to Suns and four. So, that was a good job. Good job. Prediction time. Eastern Conference Semifinals against the Nets. Losing seven. Next up, the next cut, right there. Who are they? I don't know. They could be three, four, five, six. I don't know. They're just the next. they're just the next tier.
1: The next wave.
0: The next wave. Atlanta Hawks. Yes. Maybe my favorite team in the Eastern Conference from Swagger. Mm-hmm. They've got that. Oh, that's so much Swagger. Chips on their shoulder. Yep. They're d- literally dunking on Joel Embiid, and then the next night showing up with a t-shirt of himself dunking on Joel Embiid. Like that is tremendous. Remember I said Nate McMillan most overrated fucking NBA coach in the league and I that was slander. That was wrong. That was mean. That was, and that was a lie. That was a lie. He found some soul searching, he did some things and now he's like maybe one of the best coaches in the NBA. Right. So what a uh, what a miscalculation on my part, I would say. For him to become—I mean, he was a coaching candidate of the year. This was yes. the twelfth seed in the East, and then four seed when he took over. Mm-hmm. One of my best memories was Trey Young basically telling all of Madison Square Garden to all fuck of off. Them. All of them, all of like them. getting spit at. Him just loving every second of right. being a villain. Like if if my personality was inside of a basketball player, that would be Trey Young. Like I am the Trey Young of the NBA space. Like. Not nearly as good a shooter, but definitely someone who would, like, draw fouls in, in, like, a fashion that should not actually be a foul. Like, pissing people off for no reason, just enjoying every moment of that. So, all of that to say, I love the Hawks. The Hawks are that, that girl that went to high school, that she was gangly and kind of nobody cared about her for, like, many years. And then, all of a sudden, she goes to summer camp. And then, you're like, God damn, Sharon You fucking are a baddie now. How did you... What did you do? Did you... What did you do? You (laughs) fucked around and got some dick. Yeah, you got some makeup and you got some little personality and you got some sex and like, you're good now. That's the Atlanta Hawks. That's them. Right. And if the refs would not have sprained Trey Young's ankle, they might have made it to the fucking Eastern... Like, they could have made it to the finals. They could have beaten... When Giannis was pretending to be hurt, they could have beaten the Bucs. Because mm-hmm. Trey Young actually did sprain his ankle off of a ref, literally undercutting right. Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, you remember that. He literally oh, yeah. undercut him, and then Trey Young was night night sleep mask. Um, they opened up the safe in the offseason. They paid Trey. They paid John Collins after much anticipation on whether they would. Clint Capella got paid two years, $46 million. They lost Chris Dunn, Tony Snell. No one cares. And they added maybe the best backup in, in the league, DeLon Wright Jr. and Jalen Johnson in the draft. Sh- sleeper Sharif Cooper in the draft. Just, just daytime robbery to get Sharif Cooper. Like, Sharif mm-hmm. Cooper should have gone much earlier. Yep. So, I don't even know. Like, this team got better without really losing anything. They're still probably the most complete roster in the league. They're deep. They're getting DeAndre Hunter back from injury. Mm-hmm. He didn't play. Cam Reddish took a step once he got healthy. Right. And Travis Schlenk is like, hey, we got a lot of cap space. If there's a disgruntled uh, free agent or a disgruntled player on a team, like Atlanta's a fun place. Yes. And Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou is going to come off the bench, probably give you some critical minutes when Trey Young hurts himself in the middle of the year. And Lemon Pepper Lou's gonna step in and do Atlanta things because he loves it there. And let's let's be real, like Magic City's like very open right now. Like mm-hmm. it's a great place to eat wings, I've heard. Culinary masterpiece, M- Magic City. And the entertainment, I hear, tremendous. So no one's shocked that this team is good. How good? I think there's a lot of people wondering: are the Atlanta Hawks going to regress? Was this a flash in the pan? They just struck lightning. Had a grudge match against Embiid and Ben Simmons, who literally choked on his own dick in Game 7.
1: Hideous, but yes.
0: (laughs) But... I think the Hawks are hungry, and if they can stay healthy, they're going to put more than just Embiid on a (laughs) t-shirt. They're going to put the league on notice. I think they're a three seed. They are so deep, they put her ass to sleep deep. They're fun. They're talented. Mm -hmm. They're swaggy. They've got so much fucking pettiness inside of them, and you know what? If I didn't have a team of my own, I would be a Hawks fan. Prediction, three seed, 55 wins, team that's going to be chasing regular season wins for fucking respect. New York Knicks, team that played the Hawks, next up on this list. Mm -hmm. Why are they hard to predict? Because I have a hard time figuring them out. Because Kemba is. Kemba is hard to predict. Will we see Kemba that was all NBA? Or will we see Kemba that only plays 40 games a year, gives you 20, and then 9, and then 27, and then 4, and then 14, 14, 14, and he's minus 20 for like 10 games straight. He's minus when he's on the floor. Or maybe he just fucking hated Boston. He continuously was on the record saying that the culture was suspect there, Mm. which meant Brad Stevens was checked all the way out and that Danny Ainge was a a thief and, like, the fan base was racist and, like, all those things. You know, one, two, three. One, two, three, four, get Kimba off that floor. He's like, I'm fucking out of here. And now he's back home. He's back home with Tibbs. Tibbs is evolving. Tibbs is like, we're going to shoot 43s a game now, and I'm going to allow load management. I'm not going to run Kemba into the ground. Kemba's already ran into the ground. Like He needs to just, we're in injury prevention mode. Him and Derrick Rose in a renaissance. Tibbs' first year in New York got them a fourth-place finish and a borderline superstar in Julius Randle. They're not as good as the Hawks. That was a bad matchup for them. But they did get slightly better. They got rid of Alfred Payton and Frank Nilikina. I mean, Nilakina's the reason they lost game one. Right. Uh, he's the reason they lost the Hawks. Like, who knows what happens if Frank Nilakina doesn't turn into a, 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 s- a s'more right there on national television? Like, who knows? Like, yeah. Evan Fournier, ah! Evan Fournier is an Olympic perennial superstar. Yes. He got the French hope for the New York Knicks, got the absolute baguette, as I would call it. Mm. That's the French bag. The French baguette it's bread, it's a bag, it's baguette. Can he play defense? Can Kevin Evan Fournier play defense? I don't know. I don't know. Tibbs is going to make him try though. He will try. The return of Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson put on 25 pounds of muscle since his injury. I don't even know how that's possible with that HGH, but I'm not gonna I'm not going to make any accusations. But D Rose is gonna have another solid season. Shout out to D. Rose getting engaged. Emmanuel quickly is going to continue to get better. And like actually, there may no, be no stop in Obi Toppin. Like Obi Toppin was the summer league superstar. Mm. He, I think this team could be 45, 46 wins this season. Not a world beater, but I could very easily see them be a four or a five seed. It wouldn't shock me if they were six seed, seven seed, but right. that's what I think they'll be. Four tops. Four is the absolute max that they will be. Yeah, they're not any, any better than that. Oh, what do I say about the Philadelphia 76ers that I haven't already said? All I can say is I love you. Really, first and foremost, Philly, I, I do love you. Because... Brought me to this place, this wonderful place called Odyssey. If it wasn't for you, Philly, and your trash-ass point guard, who's really a power forward, masquerading as a point guard with significant limitations in his mental makeup and arrogance the size of this fucking studio, and yet someone who's not great in crunch time, without that, without my prediction that you would be exactly who you were, who knows if I'd be to this place. Talk about baguettes like they gave the girl the baguette to leave. So... Ben fucking Simmons. Technically, the Sixers running it back again, swapping Andre Drummond, who Embiid fucking hates, uh, out, and Dwight Howard leaving. For those living under a rock, Ben Simmons is currently with the team and not with the team. He's holding in. I don't know if he's going to play any games, if he's waiting to be traded. He's lost a bunch of game checks already. I think that's starting to get uncomfortable for him and Rich Paul, his agent. (laughs) Rich Paul wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. The bottom line is this. Daryl Morey, Morey is trying to get multiple first-round picks for Ben Simmons, and everybody knows that he's not worth a bunch of first-round picks. These are all things that everyone in the NBA universe knows. But who the fuck knows how it's going to end? I don't know. I do not know. The best case is that they get in, and like Justin Holliday. And maybe one first round for Ben Simmons. So the Sixers won the East last year, which was absolute fraudulent. Like they were never going to win anything. Like they are going to be stretched to be a four seed. In no way is this team contending. Doc Rivers is maybe one of the most overrated coaches in NBA history, had multiple Hall of Famers and only one ring to speak of. He's lost multiple series when he's been ahead. I don't even know the number. I think it's like something ridiculous, like 10. Six. Embiid when healthy is the league MVP. And I don't think it matters. Tobias Harris had, had one good year. Thibel's a great defender. Danny Green is back. Andre Drummond is apparently said to look less like a statue than he has in past years. But I don't know. I don't actually I'm gonna it's one of those things where they say, um, I'm I'm Missouri on this, gonna have to show me. Gonna have to show me. Embiid also needs to show me he can play more than seventy five percent of the games. Like You've got a big man who's got knee injuries and shoulders. He's always on the floor. He's always on his back, like an IG thought. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The bench is kind of shaky. Shake Milton and Isaiah Joe. I mean, you're, literally, you're, uh, your backcourt is Shake Milton. No, no shade to Shake Milton, but your name is Shake. Shake. Your name is Shake. Prediction time. A little shaky. Five seed. Five seed at best. Mystery teams. God damn, there's no mystery team quite like the Miami Heat. No. No one disappointed me more than the Miami Heat. I actually thought they were going to compete with the the Milwaukee Bucks. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, this thing could go seven. I know they've had COVID every other day, and I know that Jimmy Butler is upset. He's also starting a new coffee franchise. But, like, listen, I like the Heat. I like the culture. Eric Spolster's a good coach. Pat Riley's a good GM. And it's, you know, they they did just go to the finals. So, like, Just went. Just went. Like they just literally, like 12 months ago, just went. Right. They were just there. Just there. And they disappointed on every single level. Everyone underperformed. Nobody can get their own shot. Jimmy Butler was broke as fuck. He could not <laughs> shoot a goddamn thing. Pat Riley was disappointing. Andre Godalla was supposed to be a spark, but Andre Guadalla's old. Then, like, Pat Riley wrote him, a, like, a thank you note and was like, I wish you could have seen us when, like, it wasn't COVID. And, like, Andre Guadalla's like, fuck you. I never even bought an apartment anywhere. Like, I literally got my house next to the facility. I rented an apartment month to month because I knew you guys were cold. That's facts. Yeah. Cold-blooded Pat Riley could move you at any time. I literally didn't even sign a lease. Uh, let's look at the departures. The Heat lost Goran Dragic, Trevor Ariza, Andre Iguodala, Bielicha, Precious Achiuah, and Kendrick Nunn. Uh, on paper that sounds better than that. That was honestly like those guys didn't really right. do much. Goran Dragic couldn't stay healthy. Andre Iguodala couldn't. Be Andre Iguodala, Trevor, Trevor Ariza in and out of the lineup, Bialic is okay, Precious Achuya can't shoot, Kendrick Nunn, he's okay, he's okay. Just didn't play. But three important pieces that they did add, Markeith Morris, not as good as Marcus, but he's pretty good. P.J. Tucker is a dog, and of course they, they did everything they possibly could do to get Kyle Lowry, and they got it. Yeah. Lowry's seen as one of the best pickups of the year. He was the bell of the ball. Everyone and their mother wanted Kyle Lowry, which is crazy for like a 37-year-old kind of chubby point guard. But he is a dog. He is a dog. I mean, David Griffin tried to burn down two franchises because he did not get Kyle Lowry in free agency. Tried to burn the Chicago Bulls down. Tried to burn the Miami Heat down. I mean... And also, you were a part of that trade, like David Griffin, and Lowry did does and does indeed make this team better, but like the Achilles' heel is that this bench is really bad. Like this is paper thin, like literally garbage. Maybe one of the thinnest teams in the NBA. Tyler Hero, ever since he had a song with Jack Harlow, like he hasn't been the same. That's just the case. He was going on tour with Jack Harlow, and ever since then, he can't get his own shot. So he took a huge step back, and I don't even mean like his step back. Like, I mean, he was awful. Pat Riley thinks he's like the second coming of Pat Riley, so he wants to keep him around. Kentucky boy, you know, like ugh, smart snarl and shit. And like the first coming of Pat Riley, the first good. coming of Pat Riley. So the Heat to me are a wild card. They're not really gonna be built for the regular season because they're so thin. Right. But when rotations get shorter, five, six, seven guys, they're gonna be a nightmare for anyone that they play in the first round. Coming on, like they probably like a six seed, seven seed. Maybe they're playing, maybe they're not. But I don't think the Nets want any part of P.J. on K.D. part two. Like, I don't think teams are going to enjoy the right to play the Heat in the first round. Will they win anything of note? I mean, your guess is as good as mine, really. Indiana Pacers, another mystery team. The roster's good. Coach is good. I mean, they're in Indiana. I don't know. I don't really know. I think they're going to be better than the Bulls. I like Rick Carlisle. Like I said, I like the roster. I like their new rookie, Chris Duarte. Go Ducks. The biggest addition to the roster is a completely new coach. I didn't hate Nick Bjorkman, but he got absolutely buried in the media about like things that weren't even true. Rick Carlisle is an upgrade. They've added Torrey Craig. Tory Craig is a dog. Like Torrey Craig will give them significant minutes. They got Chris Duarte in the draft. He's ready to step up now. They lost Doug McD- uh, Dougie Buckets, Doug McDermott. They lost Aaron Holiday and Edmund Sumner, Sumner. Edmund Sumner. Hard to say out loud. And the biggest issue for them is probably injuries. Karis Lavert not only did he suffer a stress fact- fracture in his back, he also had cancer, like, just less than six months ago. I don't know how long it's going to be until he's back. TJ Warren is in a walking boot after playing four games all of last year. Miles Turner is somehow, like, still on the team, even though he wants to be traded. Pacers said to be in the Ben Simmons lottery. Like, all of this to say, like, things are in disarray. Like, franchise is the cheapest franchise in the league. Like, they never want to pay anyone. They really are content to just be middle of the road in the Eastern Conference, and that's probably exactly what they'll be. Good. The team did make a push to sign, re-sign a lot of their best players. They've got, you know, Sabonis, Brogdon, LaVert, McConnell, Turner. They can do some damage. Right. They could also look absolutely great one game where you're like, yeah, it's the Wizards. They're going to go to the next first round. Who knows what they could do? Play this, da, da. And then all of a sudden, like, they lose by 50. Like, that—that that is them. They can look amazing one night, and then I, like, text the GM, and I'm like, hey, your boys look good. And he's like, yeah, tonight, That's that's all you need to know. When wow. your GM is like, tonight we look good, that's all you really need to know. <laughs> The vote Prediction time. Uh, Indiana Pacers. Oh, gun to my head, gun to my head, gun to my head. Eight seed. Mm. The next best. But they could be better. They could be a six seed. I don't know. But they're, they're the biggest mystery. Next best, like, they are a mystery and also have some significant issues. Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, Toronto. Let's start with Boston. I've got some, finally, some good news for Boston fans. You actually have a coach that can... Like coach, like can motivate his players. He has a dog. Like Brad Stevens was coaching no one. He is absolutely the least motivational coach I've ever seen in my entire life. Like he is such a butler head coach, like just run-of-the-mill, wonder bred fucking college coach. Ugh. The fact that he got put into the NBA just made absolutely no sense. He's like the Sean, the less charismatic version of Sean McVay, where like you came out of nowhere. Just because you were a boy wonder. Yudoka, Ime Yudoka, new coach of the Boston Celtics, is a fucking gamer. I like him. He's a Portland boy, so I know him well. He's not going to let the seas go down by 10 in 43 games this year. Let me just alert, alert. The Celtics went down by 10 points or more in 43 games this year. They got churned like butter. Just mm. gross. Roster changed Lost Fournier, Kemba, Moses Walker, Tristan Thompson, Chris Dunn. There was some movement with Chris Dunn. Sammy Jalay, Carson Edwards, Taco Fall, Luke Cornett. So pretty much two-thirds of the roster is gone. They added Al Horford, Enos Cantor, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder, Bruno Fernando, and Wancho Ernan Gomez. The bad Ernan Gomez. I'm not sure. I am not sure if that is an upgrade. I really actually don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. You have Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's all you can really say for sure. I am here to temper Boston's optimism right now. Well, I think I already did, based on what I just said. But here's more. The two Jays were healthy, played together last year, and they were 28 and 23. The two Jays were healthy and played together only 28 games last year. Or When the two Jays were healthy and they played together last year, they played 51 games, they were 28 and 23. That is not exactly what you would expect fielding a starting lineup of two All-Stars. Dennis Schroeder, I mean, for folks on TikTok, like, who the fuck does Dennis Schroeder think he is? Like, Dennis Schroeder thought he was worth $26 million a year, and he got five. Horford got literally paid last season to not play with Oklahoma City. They said, don't even come to practice. He thinks he's going to start, this guy. Zero people know what to expect from him. I don't trust Al Horford. I don't trust Josh Richardson. All of the Josh Richardson highlights that you see are when he was playing for the Miami Heat, which was two teams ago. Wasn't Philly. Wasn't Mavs. Literally two teams ago. He has not played well since before the bubble. And as Cantor is one of the nicest guys in the NBA, he can put up buckets. He can't guard anybody. They flipped over half the roster, and I don't even know if they got better. I don't even know if they got worse. I can't tell. And even healthy, they're not competing with the Bucks. They're not competing with the Nets. They're not competing with the Hawks. I don't even think they compete with the Sixers, and they're in disarray. So, I mean, Irv Grusbeck, the owner, went on WEEI and declared, hey, we're not in a real rebuild. We're just in, like, a complete overhaul. <laughs> He's like, I'm not afraid of saying the word rebuild. We're just not in a rebuild. We're in a complete overhaul, of a retool. I'm not afraid of any words. Listen, Irv Grusbeck, your team doesn't make any goddamn sense. I say my prediction: seven seed at best, first round bounce. They might even get they might even get bounced out of the play-in. That's how weird this team is. And the next off season, you're gonna th- you think you think you're setting yourself up to get Bradley Beal. And let me just be very very clear: you're not getting Bradley Beal. He doesn't want to play for you. Never ever going to happen under no circumstance will Brad Beal ever be a Celtics. I know you signed a bunch of guys and try to make that trade happen, try to make those trade that that roster swap equal. It's not going to happen and I know that for a goddamn fact. Win, well, tough. Tough when you have all those banners. Things you hate to see. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets, a team truthfully much better than the Boston Celtics much more exciting much more complete roster better management less ego I mean except for Michael Jordan but like still I think that they're probably one of the most improved teams in the league exciting season was mostly derailed by injuries I think they take a huge step forward the Hornets lost a ton of offense they lost Malik Monk Cody Zeller Devonte Graham but they added Kelly Oubre, Ish Smith, Mason Plumley, and James James Booknight and JT Thor, also Kai Jones to the draft. It's an exciting team. Miles Bridges is very good. We're going to see what Kelly Oubre can do. Kelly Oubre thinks very highly of himself. He he said last year he would be able to do what Kevin Durant did for the Warriors. Then that was a lie. Kelly Oubre in Kelly Oubre can defend. He loves to shoot. Like, he loves to chuck it up 50 times. Everybody's like, oh, Trista, aren't you worried that Kelly Oubre is just going to be inconsistent and bring this team down? Like, this team lived through the age of Malik Monk. Like, Malik Monk sometimes had 40, sometimes had DNPs when he was on the floor. (laughs) Like, he was on the floor getting DNPs. That's
1: very hard to do.
0: It's very hard to do. I know who will be consistent, and his name is PJ Washington because he's going to be playing for his fucking life because IG thought Brittany Renner has taken his child, has taken all of his game checks. I think he's actually living in an air mattress in Miles Bridges' extra bedroom. Like, I think that's he needs to get an extra, he needs a new contract, and he needs some respect. Mason Plumley is definitely better than Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller can't even stay healthy in training camp. He already broke his nose. We haven't even gotten to a game of the season. So that's how clumsy Cody Zeller is. <laughs> Kai Jones and Book Knight, I think, will be impact players. Like, Book Knight is maybe one of my sleeper rookie of the years. Mm. So I think they got better, but I think the East did too. My prediction there's a lot of six seed predictions in here. Six seed? Six seed? I don't know. Six seed? So many six seed predictions. Oh, Brock, I have people that I work with that are uh, on my show that are sold on the Chicago Bulls. Really? They said that they might be the most improved team in the NBA. Guess what? I am going to be very honest and say that person is on drugs. Well, that person has been taking the Bulls juice, oh, okay. and he is very high on the Bulls hype train. This team has had massive roster changes since last season. They've added Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Derek Jones Jr., Alex Caruso, Tony Bradley, Io DeSunmu via the draft. They lost Tom uh, Tomas Sadaransky, Garrett Temple, Daniel Tice, Thaddeus Young, Al Faruq Camino, and Lori Markinen. God, that like was hard to say all those names. They lost so many. Like I lost my breath saying them out loud.
1: Quite a roster of names.
0: <sighs> this is probably one of the better starting lineups in the league. If, big if, they can actually play together. Zach Levine and Lonzo work like a hand in a glove. How does DeMar DeRozan fit into this? I don't know. How does Derrick Jones Jr. fit into this? I don't know. Patrick Williams, coming off of a high ankle sprain, he'll be gone eight weeks. He's not even in the roster right now. He's probably, he's not even in the lineup right now. He's probably going to be the most critical piece to make this team make sense. And he's not even going to be here. He's gone till December. So... You can pretty much walk across this roster and say, I don't understand it. It's weak. And it's also the roster that is the starting five. They can score and they can't defend. And the rotation guys, they can defend and they can't score. I don't know how you make that make sense. The only thing that you could say.
1: (laughs) How do we work that?
0: How does that work? The only thing you could say is like, oh, a great coach could make this work. Update. Billy Donovan still coaches the Chicago Bulls, oh. and he is not a good coach. He's not a great coach. He deserves to be at Florida still. Like, he's not great. It's compounded by the fact that there's high expectations for this team. I think they believe they're the top three team in the East, and they are not. Right. You spent all that money to be a play-in team. You didn't even have to do that. They could have been a playing team last year. If Zach Levine didn't get COVID at the end of the year, they were like a five or a six seed. Mm -hmm. And now, when that happens, when you get the playing tournament and Zach Levine's contract is up and he wants max money, ownership doesn't want to pay him that max money, then what happens? Then you got Lonzo Ball and an old-ass DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic (laughs) who literally is like can't can't defend like he made your team worse when he got there from Orlando and I think you gave up four first rounders for him and the goat Alex Caruso but he doesn't like to shoot Derek Jones Jr he's just got he's got he's a trampoline and that's pretty much it like he's a dunker and I mean what else can you really say so do you think that Zach Levine is going to get a max contract after that I don't think so I think Zach Levine leaves right prediction time nine seed could be a seven could be a nine could be a
1: 10.
0: Could be a 6. Could be a 6. 6s 6s are pretty much my <laughs> non-committal. Right. Toronto Raptors, team of shapeshifters. They could be a 3 seed or they could be a 10 seed. This is a 500 team, probably maybe better. They're back in Toronto. This team was number 2 in the Eastern Conference before the league shut down. Number 2 in the Eastern Conference in March 2020. I love what Masai Ujiri does. They got rid of Kyle Lowry, who is coming up on a contract extension. He's way too old. They, they got Scottie Barnes. Somehow they got into the lottery because they just played so horribly when they were in Tampa. Now you've got Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, Boucher, Gary Trent Jr., Precious Achiuwa. Every guy is somewhere between 6'5 and 6'9. I love that. They're right. going to be able to get matchups that they like. They're going to be able to switch everything. They're going to be able to play defense. They're going to be able to shoot. They've got... Sam Decker! Sam Decker in the corner if he ends up making the team. They can guard multiple possessions. Like I said, they can all handle the rock. <sighs> don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. If they can get their chemistry back and Pascal Siakam's not cussing out Nick Nurse on the sidelines, right. then they could actually be a three seed. They could actually like sneak their way in. I don't, I don't sleep on Nick Nurse. Probably one of the best coach teams in the league, and now that they're home, they are going to be A surprise. People think they're going to be a 12. I think they're closer to a (laughs) 6. Bottom of the barrel. Trash-ass teams. Trash-ass teams. Cleveland, Detroit, Orlando, Washington. I mean, Cleveland faces so many issues, I don't even know. I mean, one, Kevin Love doesn't want to play for them. He's not going to play games. He is getting paid a lot of money. He's not going to accept a buyout. And he has finagled his way into making... 60 more million dollars getting kicked off the Olympic team and hanging out with his girlfriend. He's happy to sit out the remainder of the year just yucking it up on the bench or yucking it up wherever he's at around the world. Second big issue, Evan Mobley, not sure why they drafted him. Not sure, still skeptical. And they signed Laurie Markkinen. And they have Jared Allen. So you have like uh, three seven-footers that are supposed to share time, maybe be on the floor at the same time. Don't understand that. Not sure. JB Bickerstaff, let's be honest, he doesn't know how to navigate three seven footers. He doesn't know how to navigate two seven footers. Seems like they should just add Ben Simmons, start the entire like 6'10 team, all guys that can't play, de- ah, guys that just play defense, can't shoot. <laughs> Third issue is Colin Sexton. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but, like, everyone hates Colin Sexton. GMs went on the record today and said he's an asshole. Really? Not only is he a backup point guard, he thinks he's a starting point guard, and his entire roster fucking hates him. Other teams heckle the rest of the Cleveland Cavs, and they say, hey, Colin Sexton's not going to, like, share the ball with you. What's it like to play on a team where you never touch the rock? Colin Sexton just basically takes it to the hoop every single time. This is a wreck.
1: That seems like it would be problematic.
0: Yes, yes, does, and now he's that the subject. Optimal. No, now he's the subject of trade rumors, which doesn't give you the warm and fuzzy feeling when you return back to that team and right. you were shopped all off season. That's not going to blow up at all. Uh, he is a chucker. He is a reckless chucker. Darius Garland and Sexton do not match CJ and Damian Lillard ask sort of matchup, which I can tell you respectfully as a Portland Trailblazer fan did not work out. The roster is out of sorts. I mean, this team is going to win how many games did they won last year? 22 games wow. out of 72.
1: I would have taken the under.
0: I say they win 20 again 20, 20, 20 to 23 games. Right. They are, I mean, we don't even need to say where they're on the standings. It doesn't even matter. They're, they're a lottery team. Detroit Pistons. I love it. I love them. For a team that's so trash, they're going to be super fun. I like Dwayne Casey. I trust Troy Weaver. I really like Jeremy Grant. The Pistons were my league pass team of the year last year. I watched, I mean, it's sort of sick how many Detroit Pistons games I watched, honestly. They lost Mason Plumlee, Sekou, Wayne Ellington, Jaleel Okafor, and Dennis Smith Jr., but they added Kelly Olenek. He's a good veteran presence. He can pass his ass off. They drafted Cade Cunningham. They drafted Luca Garza. They drafted sleeper pick Isaiah Livers. Sadiq Bey is a good player. He can score buckets. He's versatile. He can play like a big guard. He can get five rebounds a game. Jeremy Grant got Olympic experience. Yep. Saban Lee is probably one of those sneaky players you've never heard of until they do a whole ringer piece on him like... March Sabin <laughs> Lee transforming Motor City. <laughs> like, just wait for it. Just wait for it. I don't care that Cade Cunningham has a bust face. He does have a bust face. Yeah. I hope that he becomes a transformational talent. The Pistons are a couple of years from winning, but they are well on their way. And for a team that's trash, they're still fun. Mm-hmm. How many wins? They had 19 win- I know exactly how many wins they had last year cuz I watched every game. 19 wow. wins last year. I watched every one of them. Uh, I think there's 23, oh, 24 wins. Orlando Magic. Oh uh, man. I don't I never muster up enough energy for them. Honestly, they are a sad sad sack of folks. Yes. Markel Foltz came from Philly where they treated him wrong, and then he had a nice little beginning of the season. They tore his ACL. Now they have a million guards. They've got Jalen Suggs. They've got him. They've got—who else is on that squad? They've got Cole Anthony, one guard. They've got Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Foltz, R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, obviously Jalen Suggs, Terrence Ross— They've got Moe and Franz Wagner on the same team, which should wow. never happen. But literally, they have six guards on this team. They're going to have to move some. They're not going to win a lot of games. No. They are plus 100,000 to win the title, plus 30,000 to win the East. They are 1,000 to one long shots to win it all. They are 3,001 to get to the finals. I
1: feel like that's... Uh...
0: And I just don't think it's even like long enough shots. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that seems low.
0: That seems low. They Very have a new low. coach, Jamal Mer- Mosley. I really like him. He's inheriting an inept team that finished 22nd in three-point attempts, 26th in makes, 27th in long range accuracy, 29th in offensive rating. They are fucking trash. They are going to remain trash from now until forever. Yes. Prediction time, literally the last last record in the NBA. They are last place. They're gross. Maybe 15 wins, 17 wins. Unless Jalen Suggs becomes just... Batman, I just don't see it. I do not see it.
1: They are gross.
0: Washington Wizards. Am I a Washington Wizards fan? I think I am. I'm living here in D.C. again. I don't know how to feel about it. They always break my heart. They executed the biggest trade of the offseason. They had like eight or nine teams that was necessary right. to facilitate this trade. They sent rest to the Lakers for half their team, which was later exp- expanded to include Spencer Dinwiddie and five other teams, making it more complicated than Spencer Dinwiddie trying to get Bitcoin to be how he ends up getting his contract salaries. He also wanted, like, <laughs> he has a new Bitcoin company, he what? wanted the Wizards to, like, make patches for, I don't know, it's so complicated. So Wizards get Aaron Holiday, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Spencer Dinwiddie, and signing draft picks Isaiah Todd and Corey Kispert. They lost Russ, Alex Len. Thank God, Ish Smith, Chandler Hutchinson, Isak Bonga, and Robin Lopez. Also, Rui Hachimura has not been with the team. He unfollowed all of his teammates on Instagram. He is finally back with the team. And new coach Wes Unsale Jr. is like, "Yeah, I think it'll be difficult for Rui to play well, given the fact that he hasn't been here in like three months." So, wow, not thi- he's a he's a key piece of this roster. I don't know how well they're going to play. They do have guys. They, like, sneaky have guys. They're going to be the team that goes up by 15 or 20 and loses by three in overtime. Yes. That's them. Also, again, yeah, again, again, and Brad Beal is still unvaxxed, apparently. Seemingly proud of it. And probably not going to be able to play in some games on the road uh and so this wizards team is a mystery they could easily be a seven seed or they could completely miss the plan so i don't know they are going to be fun to watch quentin mayo reported that montrez Herald has picked up something that bradley beal often says to the team we're the washington wizards bro we've been overlooked forever and i think that's a good way to say they're going to continue to be overlooked yes because they're going to continue to be irrelevant forever 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 I hope not, but I think that's true. And Bradley Beal apparently doesn't care about winning a championship. He's just going to continue to get his game checks. He's going to continue to get max money. He's going absolutely nowhere. He loves this community. He apparently loves this community more than he loves winning. And you know what? I'm not here to knock him. That is his decision. That is his right. His body. His choice. That is all the time that we have for the This League podcast. No. No. That is all the time that we have for the Heat Check podcast. Follow us at Trista Crick and This Heat Check on TikTok. And download, subscribe, and give us a rating on Apple and Spotify. We will see you early squirrely Wednesday. I don't know that it's Wednesday. I think we're recording Wednesday.
1: Monday for Wednesday. So Thursday.
0: I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be in New York. Oh, that's right. So Wednesday night with our Western Conference preview. There you go. So many more teams to get to, so little time. That's great. All right. All right. What type of shoot is it for this? Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.